An excerpt from Once Upon a Playground Rainy by Poets of the Fall. In the fading light, your crown of thorns becomes a halo of branching horns, and it's so beautiful. I see you gently swaying in a sea of seesaws slumming in the shack Tony built last year. I know you'll be holding court with jackdaws crying when nobody ever sees your tears, when no one sees your tears. Let's try and save each other. Of course. Okay, why the hell did Pan just jump like that? It was cool. I can go ask him. Wait. Can I still see him? Probably. Not okay. for too much longer, but probably. Okay, I'm gonna hop on him. Hi! Uh, not a good time. Why'd you do that? But she wants me dead. I'll survive somehow. And also her sword cleaves right through your arm. And there's an explosion of steam everywhere. Yup, as your arm goes flying away from you. Oh, wait. <laughs> she just topped your arm off. Fuck. Oh. Deserved that. Pop-Tart, your best friend just got his arm chopped off. I am so pissed. What the fuck? Okay, so I'm gonna grab one of my poultices. Actually, I'm gonna grab three of them. How many do I have? I'm going to slip one of my poultices into Pan's belt so that he can use it when he's feeling a little bit safer. Okay. Then I'm going to jump on tonight and keep her busy just by hopping around her and being as irritating as possible. I'm going to steal something small from her. Okay. You have a bag full of golem cores. So the wing beast is now flapping in the air and Gislin is hanging on to the catwalk that is dangling below the steam core. I'm gonna take out the flamethrower cartridges. I'm just gonna shoot straight down the core and fuck it. Your flamethrower veers off to the side, but you did hit him and he's lying on the catwalk between Neptune's playground and steam core. Temporarily out. I want her to meet me body to body and face to face. Because surely a Rorialis's greatest warrior wouldn't fight from a distance like a coward. That I'm the one that she wants. She agrees with you. As a sword runs through your stomach, out the other side, and she flies away with you and Pop-Tart. Ah. <laughs> that didn't work. She's just taking you two away. What can I do in this situation? Not much. We fucked up bad, and we kind of just need to deal with that. My best friend just had a sword put through his stomach. Pop-Tart? Pop-Tart, I'll be fine. <laughs> you have better things to do right now. No, I don't. Yuria and Harbinger are still in danger. I'll be fine. Okay. I'm going to turn to Pan and tell him I believe in you and then hop to the pumpkin patch as fast as I possibly can. You can also feel, since you feel water, that the steam network is very low on fuel. We're going to crash. Yes. I can't abandon Harbinger. 
I want you to be safe, Pop-Tart. But if Harbinger dies, what's the point of this fellowship? Yuria, what are you doing? Pop-Tart, ship's in your hands. Meet us back in Calm City. I promise. Okay. Trust me. I do. And I'm gonna hop up to the command tower. So you're gonna take the pumpkin patch as far as it can go. And it crashes in the glass desert. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Uh, the last we saw of Pop-Tart, you were forced to leave everyone you love behind you. Wah. Pan, your best friend and brother, was taken away by the un- angelic knight to face an unknown fate. He was heavily wounded, and you have no idea where knight took him. Harbinger, who was clearly kinder than they ever let on, used everything they had to defeat Gislin and trap themselves with Aurorealis. The last thing you heard from them was a request to get to the Column City, followed by some dying screams. And Yuria, who you'd promised to protect, made you promise you'd get the pumpkin patch to the Column City, and promised you in return that she will see you there before you watched her fall into the ocean dive-tackling Aurorealis. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but does not give you much hope for how she's doing. Then clearly you don't know Pop-Tart. Right. (laughs) It's a dangerous situation for Yuria to have put herself in. It's a long fall. She'll be okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, you couldn't keep those promises as hard as you tried. Because as you got past the fire planes, um, well, the pumpkin patch was rapidly losing steam to begin with from all the damage it took. But as soon as you got past the fire planes, the fuel pretty much instantly evaporated. The further you got into the glass desert, the more rapidly everything disappeared, and it quickly crash-landed, the patch only half a mile into the desert. And you feel pain. It doesn't take you long to realize that water cannot exist here. There's some unnatural force stealing it all away. You can't feel your river. You can't feel your water. It all got torn away from you. A huge chunk of your identity was ripped away from you, and it physically hurts. Pop-Tart, you've never felt anything like this before. You curl up into a ball before the ship even hits the ground, and you barely notice the crash landing. When you feel like you can move again, you find yourself in the control room, trapped in a terrible situation. You have half of a pumpkin patch, a ship that flies on steam, crash-landed in a place where water cannot exist. Half a mile behind you is a volcanic field of ash, fire, and molten stone. And an unknown distance ahead of you, you can see the Columned City, a series of pillars rising up out of the glass, perched on top of a mountain made of glass. And everywhere else around you, as far as you can see, an endless field of blindingly bright glass. What do you do? My head hurts. 
Yeah, you're not... It's not great. Mm. It's not great. I'm not having a good day, you guys. I say to nobody. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no one here to hear you. I'm just going to stand and whine for a little bit. Just as I try and, you know, get my head together. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, once I've had my brooding period, and I'm, I'm done sitting on the floor with my legs crossed looking grumpy, I'm going to try my best to, like, push through this throbbing pain in my head. And look around. And as soon as you stand up, the pain is also added to by nausea. Oh, God. But you push on. You're strong. Ugh. Pop-Tart's strong. I'm gonna rip off the front of one of the um, control panels and like look at the wiring inside and see if it connects like a central thing that controls everything. Uh, yeah, actually. I think that there is probably like a big old computer literally under the floor. So as you, like, crack open a control panel, you see some computer stuff and wires and... You can actually slip straight down from there into the computer core, which is just at the top of the tower. Which is currently sideways, by the way, because you crash-landed. At least that'll make it easier to climb. I can just walk. Because I don't think... Until this pain goes away, I think I'm hopless. You can hop, but it takes a lot of effort and energy. Yeah. That you don't feel like expending right now. So I'm just gonna walk up there. Is the is the car small enough for me to grab and take with me? Uh, I don't think it is, no. The, the computer core of the pumpkin patch would be like... I don't think it's a centralized thing, because Yuria doesn't seem like an engineer who believes in centralized anything. As evidenced by the fact that this ship has, like, a propulsion system on every individual pod. <laughs> so it's, like, probably a sprawling circuit board situation. Basically, my first priority in my brain is, okay, I know where I am. I know exactly where I am, because this pain in my head could not be coming from anywhere else. But I promised Yuri I would save the patch, and if I can't save its body, I can at least save its heart. Okay. I think that the only way to reasonably do that would be to somehow take the entire control room. <laughs> and that might not be feasible. I mean, it's either that or, like, the eight ball that's on the drive shaft. <laughs> <laughs> or the dice uh, that are on the mirror. Yeah, I'm thinking of it, and the, the patch is kind of like a whole thing. But I made a promise. Yeah. Yeah, you did. What's the most important looking thing around here that I can carry? There's a little sapling, grow a pine tree sapling growing in a little motorcycle helmet sitting on the dash. Okay. Yeah. And that that meant a lot to Yuria. Yeah, at the very least I can save that. Yeah. You can you can put that in a little pack and carry it with you pretty easy. Yeah, um, I I like stuff it with things that will keep moisture in if there is any around for when I get out of here. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, from what you can tell with your little bit of water sense, it feels like the the liquid inside, like the tree, is fine. 
Okay. The the water curse doesn't affect living things, weirdly. Okay. Just freestanding water is gone. Okay. So, I I will put the the sapling very, very gently into my backpack. Like, I I don't want this thing to break. Yeah. So now Pop-Tart has, like, a big backpack with a little sapling growing up the top. Yeah, it's very adorable. And I'm going to yank out one of the levers from the control room to use as, like, a stick. Like, a walking stick or something. Because I'm pretty weak right now. Yeah, that seems smart. Yeah, I'm pretty weak right now, so I'm just going to lean on it like a crutch. Now, how do I get out? Can I see light coming out of anywhere? Um, well, the uh, the control room itself is, like, a fairly open layout, from what I recall. Okay. So any of the any of the broken windows you can easily walk out of, since it's sideways. Okay, I'm just gonna climb out. I'm not gonna hop. I'm gonna save my energy. Yeah. And just... And you survey the wreckage, I guess. Yeah, what do I see? Well, for one thing, since you landed in a glass desert, there's a lot of shattered and broken gl- glass all over the dang place. The pods are kind of scattered, and most of them are landed on their side. There's a couple that are partially upright. Um, the pods that you have with you... You have access to Trash to Treasure 2, uh, Marley and Marley Vidson, You Looking Cool, and Neptune's Playground. And the Steam Core, and the Command Tower, and then the Quad Core Tower itself. That's it. The other half of the ship is missing. Okay. And also you see an unconscious man by Neptune's Playground. Oh. I'm gonna... You know that walk that people do when they don't want you to know they're running for the bus, but they totally are? Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you, you you jog on over there. Your boots partially protect you from the sharp glass you're running on top of, but it's still, like, you gotta be careful where you step here. Because you're literally walking on blades. Yay. Ow. And as you come over, you see he's a little bit cut up, but it's, uh... It's Gislin. And... Despite the fact he was just hit by a giant bullet a couple out, or actually, you don't know how long you were out. I'm gonna say it was yesterday. He was hit by a giant bullet yesterday and a flamethrower and crash landed on this ship. He's alive, which is scary to you. That is a little scary. But at least I'm not alone here. I'm gonna poke him. Ugh. Poke, 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 poke. I'm actually saying uh, poke while I'm doing this. <laughs> well, he starts to rouse. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Huh? <sighs> mm. Gislin finally opens his eyes all the way and just kind of like blearily stares at Pop Tart, just like, oh, great, another fucking thing to deal with. And then just like sits up, uh, digs into his pouch. Pulls out an energy bar, starts eating it, just kind of stares at, stares at the halfling. Fucking brat. Looks around, sees a lot of broken glass. Well, guess we're in the glass desert. 
sees a lot of that shitty-ass ship they were flying around, lying around him in pieces. Yep, that makes sense, too. And, uh, yep, yep. So, reaches into his pouch, pulls out a water skin, turns it upside down, empty, makes sense. Nods, throws it away, maybe throws it at Pop-Tart, who knows. Hey! Re <laughs> reaches back into the pouch, pulls out a giant, full, reinforced bottle of vodka, takes a nice long sip. <sighs> I love it how that's extremely true about how vodka is way more stable here than water. Well, uh, gets up, gets to his feet, walks to the edge of the big crappy crater, looks around. Well, you can see the fire planes in one direction, and the grass acropolis in another, and the column city far to the north, east. Yeah, I think my options here are clear. Well, let's see here. I'm gonna go back down, maybe push the kid aside. Fucking brat. I'm not a kid. Maybe punch through a wall or something. Start looking for something useful. Well, that's fine. I'm not talking to you. I say to myself, to nobody, I guess. <laughs> that was a non-conversation that never happened, I guess. Yeah. Gisla's just talking to himself as he goes through the motions here. And punches through the wall. Well, not really anything usable in there. Just a bunch of crap. Yeah. Just a bunch of, like, fish stuff. He's just, like, walk He's just like picking straight lines and walking through the rubble punching shit out of the way if it's in the way so I guess it's really just up to fate how soon he finds something useful sure as hell not slowing down or altering his course though so probably not any faster or slower than that yeah so what are you doing Pop-Tart while this is happening I'm gonna run in front of him block his path That sounds like it's going to get you picked up and thrown. No, that it's, uh, it's actually going to get him punched out of the way. Hey! Yep, g goodbye. I mean, hey. <sighs> I said straight line and I meant straight line, kid. So I think the next store you get to is like Trash to Treasure 2. So there's like Yuria's bed there and a pile of scrap and some various inventions. Ugh, more trash than usual trash, huh? I'm going to run up again and just yell, don't touch that. Just, like, taking a long gulp of vodka while Pop-Tart is presumably, like, clinging, trying to drag him away by the leg, maybe. Arm. Uh, maybe arm? Okay. <laughs> well, then you're just kind of clinging to the arm and, like, I don't think Gislin cares. Don't touch any of that. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah, I mean, fucking true enough, I guess. Whatever. Just, like, drains the rest of the fucking bottle of the vodka. Fucking fuck it at this point. I don't know if that was out loud or not. Gisla <laughs> might not either. Maybe it's one of those things he thought he was thinking, but he actually said out loud. Yeah, whatever. Might just punch us through the next wall, and I'll give you a 50-50 shot it's a, if it's the arm that Pop-Tart's on or not. What? I mean, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but damn it, I'm gonna be as evil as I possibly can. Hey, I hope you have fun with this. Probably only <laughs> destroys, like, a minimum amount of inventions and stuff that's in the way until the next wall, though. That's fair. Just maximum efficiency, looking for anything that could be, like, a signal flare, anything that could be a vehicle, anything that could get the fuck out of this dump. And I think we get to, uh... 
Marley Vidson, which has both signal flares and vehicles. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, kid, it's like you put your desires out into the universe and everything comes through. And I just fucking shake Pop-Tart off my arm, start rummaging around for a bike that still works after the crash. It's surprisingly most of them. They're pretty sturdy bikes. Oh, I really gotta hand it to whoever built this fucking thing. They knew how to protect a fucking bike. Yeah. They pull and I out think, a like, second bottle of vodka. What with being a, or maybe a bicycle flask. store on an airship, I think that they're probably, like, they have, like, a containment thing, like a, like a bar that goes through, so that even though the ship is, like, sideways, all of them are suspended in basically the same space they normally go. Okay. Like, so they don't shatter around and shake while the ship's in flight or anything. It's probably going to take Gislin another second to be like, figure out which bars to yank out of the fucking way to pull the bikes out. Yeah. And you get yourself a motorcycle. Ugh, <sighs> radical. I'm just standing here being grumpy, trying to think of something to say or do. I think Gislin takes another bite of the protein bar, and then throws it at Pop-Tart, and then gets on the bike and drives away. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, come back. <sighs> they stop the bike and keep revving the engine at the edge of the crater. Not really bothering to look back, just listening. Take me with you. <laughs> Kid, you dumped me in a fucking river twice. And you tried to kill my friends multiple times. I think we're even. A little aside here. I don't think Gislin has ever tried to kill any of you, actually. Pop-Tart is mad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, from Gislin's perspective in the Winter Tower, he was just defending it and was perfectly willing to just scare you guys away or throw you down a mountain or whatever. That counts as murder. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have murdered Pan. Being thrown um, off a mountain kind of kills <laughs> the man. Let's see, the other incident. Oh, he just wanted to smash the pumpkin patch. That was about it. Yeah, now he's gotten to achieve that dream. Yeah, it's been it's been a other than the crash and the pain and the giant magic bullet, um, it's been a pretty, a pretty good, good day. day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got a new bike. Yeah, you know that's actually a good point. That and a bottle and a half of vodka in maybe would yeah, also he's help. Probably in a fairly good mood, all things like, considered. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Threw an axe at Yuria, no biggie. Uh, just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Stops the bike, stomps over to Pop Tart. Just like picks him up one handed. Might just like get back on the bike still holding Pop-Tart one-handed at, like, full arm's length. I'll let you decide if it's the normal arm, or the normal-er arm, or the big arm. Whichever one's funnier to you, but yeah, we're just gonna yeah. drive towards something green instead of something shitty and red. Alright. Gizlin probably got himself a nice helmet and goggles, but Pop-Tart is probably left to fend for themselves in the desert, literal, cutting glass shard wind. Speaking of which, uh? tires are important for a motorcycle. Uh, and glass isn't great to drive on. Ah, uh, shit, I forgot. You get about a mile, maybe a mile and a half out before the tires are completely shredded and it's running on rims, and if Gislin tries to force it through that, the bike doesn't last much longer. Ah, uh, what the fuck ever. I had a nice bike for a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And now you're about halfway between the fire planes and the, the column city. Okay, that's like fucking halfway further than I used to be or whatever, so I'm just gonna like fucking keep walking. You know, whatever. I guess the 
No, at that point, I'd probably just drop the kid. Like, you know, ride's over. If you want to walk, walk, but... Ow, I landed on some glass, you asshole! <laughs> it's all glass, kid. I didn't really have much of a fucking choice, you know? At least out here, away from the, cra cra the, the, the crash sites, most of the glass is flat and not sharp and splintery. Which is how you got so far in the first place, honestly. But, like, every crack that there is in the glass is, like, a whole extra plane of glass. Like, it goes up a couple inches and there's just a sharp edge running along it. I feel like at some point, I'm not exactly sure when during this fucking walk, but Geislin probably like slips on the slippery glass once, and then from then on is like kind of pissed off and walking half as half as fast, just like stomp into the glass to break it a little bit to be a firmer foothold. Because yeah. it was fucking embarrassing, and Geislin hates that more than anything. Hates that more than condiment. Yo, don't <laughs> get me started on condiments. <laughs> That's actually a great point. What does Pop-Tart mention at any point during this walk towards the green blur on the horizon? Pop-Tart's oddly silent and very slow and sluggish. Yeah. Oh, well, Geislin probably cheers up super fast in that case. The other thing about the Glass Desert, too, is that it's not actually that hot for a desert, but uh, it's blindingly bright. The yeah. sun just reflects off of everything. Yeah, I'm glad I remembered to pick up some goggles for myself. Yeah, you can't, like, look anywhere for more than a little bit without your eyes hurting. It's a bad place. Yeah, bummer. That's why I'm getting out of here. What the hell? Mm -hmm. One step at a time. I'm gonna just sort of look around, like, mumble to myself, he's not here. Actually, I was just thinking that, uh, you feel like a halfling is here now. Oh, he's nearby? Yeah. They're, uh... You feel like they're getting closer. You've just picked them up on your halfling radar. Okay. Your mental halfling energy that they're watching you from somewhere. I'm still stomping, whatever. I'm going yeah. to yell out as loud as I can. Looking glass, I know you're there. Uh, no. Got Geisling. No, no. <laughs> no I, I, I know what your name is. Oh. And I'm gonna yell for Looking Glass again. Damn, that's actually better than most fucking people, and it's gonna stomp around again. Yeah, and Looking Glass is, um, kind of appears next to you, Pop-Tart. Why are you watching me? Because you're on the edge of death. <laughs> I guess if unbidden, un if unbidden, um, Geislin might just stomp his way out of this fucking episode, which is kind of a great way for this asshole to make his departure. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess there he goes, stomping into the distance. Thank you very much, everybody. I've been X. No, I'm, I'm going to carry on walking while talking to the lizard. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'm yeah. still stomping, I mean, though. Also, Pop-Tart might catch up after this, because Pop-Tart can go quicker than Gislin, just as having trouble. Yeah, that's um, true. Just and might be something looking glass here. So. All right, I'll just keep stomping. Yeah. He might stomp his way out of this conversation. Okay, but bye. Pop-Tart might catch up, because... You can kind of see everywhere. It's a very flat place. That also makes a lot of sense. There's not really like a... There's like a horizon, but you can also definitely just look down into the black depths of the ground, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, it's a good question of how deep does the glass go? I mean, surely out of human sight. It's really only a question of whether it blurs out blue like the sky or blurs out black like the night, I guess is a poetic way to end that. 
Yeah. I can't die, why are you watching me? No, no. Here you can, Pop-Tart. Here you can. Water doesn't exist here. You're not tethered to anything. Your river can't save you. I know. But he can. <laughs> and the looking glass gives you like a weird half smile as he like fades back into the glass of the desert. If you want to talk more, you can sense they're still around, but like... A thing about being made of glass in this glass desert is that they're very hard to find if they don't want to be seen. So I should describe Looking Glass, actually, since we brought them up a couple times. Yeah. So they're uh, they're a chameleon made of made of like glass. They like blend into what's around them. They reflect light and all that. And they have like an invisibility cloak that they wear, but they don't really need it here. But they have it that they wrap tightly around them. So it's like a Cheshire cat thing where you just see their eyes in a grin as they fade out. Except they're those weird, like, chameleon eyes. Looking Glass's favorite thing in the world to do, one, one of their biggest hobbies, is to watch people die in the desert. Yup, it's their favorite thing. They represent the fickle fate of the desert, and they are... Honestly, I think maybe the most evil halfling we've seen so far? We've certainly talked about an eviler one, but not seen one on camera. Yeah, Looking Glass isn't going to help me here. No. It's been a long time since they've watched a halfling die. It's been a very long time. Well, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. I'm going to be a petulant child about this, because that's the only way I know to react. Well, Gislin's still marching on ahead, and you can, like, scramble to catch up if you'd like. Yeah, I'm... It won't take you long. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And now you know that Looking Glass is watching over your shoulder. I am actually going to relate this information to my friend? Okay, so what do you say to, to Gislin? Watch out for the lizard. Ugh, every day of my fucking life, huh? What? It's always something. It's always like an orc or a lizard monster or like a living rock or whatever the hell. No, no, no <sighs> not a lizard monster. What? What is it then? Like, lizard ghost, lizard banshee, lizard mutant, lizard chimera? There's a lizard halfling here. Well, just fucking say that then. Lizard halfling, got it. Keep my eyes out. No, if you see him, it's already too late. Well, that's a pretty fucking good line, and I might steal it. <laughs> Let's just keep walking. No. Look, kid, either someone's gonna try to kill us or not, but either way, all we can do is keep walking, because otherwise we're definitely gonna die. He's not going to try and kill you, he's going to watch you die. Oh, then he won't even fucking bother out of here. <sighs> the other thing, by the way, I'm realizing is that to most of the rest of the world, halflings probably are just monsters. Ooh. Yeah, I said monster, what? Actually, maybe maybe Geislin is slightly better being somewhat of a monster themselves. Just saying, just suggesting. That's fair. I don't think Geislin would fear a halfling, considering they... No, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. They're definitely yeah. foolish. Thinking about the party. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, kid. Listen. Thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. I think we're gonna be fine. Like, you can see the green on the horizon, you know? It's not that far to walk. Like, a day out. Fucking hell, you got any gold or something? Give me a little gold, I'll carry you the rest of the way. Why do I care? 
I don't see value in gold. Oh my, and keeps walking. <laughs> what uh, do you see value in? Uh, I don't know, something. Well, if I can't give you gold, then what can I give you? Hmm. I feel like the thing that he probably... With the, I got with the... an answer, voice in the sky. Okay. Jeez. Sure, 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 sure. Everyone's interrupting me. Everyone's interrupting old Geisland. The fact that you remembered my fucking name was enough, kid. You want to hear about my past? Sheila. Yeah, why not? All right, so I was, uh, I was a kid. Top student at a dojo. But, you know, nobody really seemed to care. You know, there were like 50 dojos in the fucking capital city. Nobody cared. Then I was a top student in all the damn dojos. You know what? Still nobody ca fucking cared. Excuse then was, uh, you know, war's on. So I went and fought in the war. You know what? Still didn't really care. Kind of too much going on during a fucking war for people to care much about what's going on in it. Got back from the war. Nobody really cared. War had been over too long. Nobody told us at the front, but told them all back home. So that's been my life, kid. Nobody, uh, nobody really cares. You know, it's fine. Just drink and walk and keep going. Doesn't matter. How about some more vodka? Uh, I'm... Don't mind if I do. And drink some more. <laughs> I'm now wondering if that would help Pop-Tart in this situation. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to drunk. say. I mean, your fate is in your hands. Is that why you joined with Aurealis? What's that? Because she cared. Aurealis doesn't fucking care. Then why follow her? Money, booze, something. I feel like the answer would be that because Knight cares. Ooh, yeah, introduce some of that into it, yeah. Which I don't know if Gislin would tell Pop-Tart, but that's that feels like the answer. I don't know, he's what, like two and a half bottles deep now? I kind of didn't... <laughs> that's, that's also true. I didn't plan for this. I should have thought this through. Definitely probably going to give that up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, because Knight believes, you know? I don't really fucking get it, but I don't know. They do, so. Knight? Yeah, the the other one that I was with, you know? Wings? I I I know. I I know who she is. Oh, well, why did you fucking ask then? I just didn't think it was like that. Like what? Geislin is like genuinely baffled. <laughs> it I, I'm not sure what Geislin is like as a person, but this seems right that he might be genuinely baffled by that question. Yeah. I mean, you've done more to characterize him than we have in the past yeah. like, 20 episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what vodka does. It's a social lubricant, baby. It's true. It's part of what we wanted to do today. Yeah. So it's all good. I, I like this guy. I actually genuinely like this guy now. I want to help him. Yeah, I went and stumbled into a fucking redemption arc, which is what I always do when I play a villain. <laughs> to be fair, I was kind of, like, vaguely thinking this sort of thing. Like, oh, obviously he's, like, he's, like, the good guy who's here for who knows what reason. And we've, we've just gone there. We know the reason now. He wants some recognition. And Knight's getting him that recognition. Just wants to do the right thing. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I like this. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. You're doing it for her? Uh, yeah, you know, she believes in it, so, you know. She hangs around, doesn't just fucking disappear on me like everybody else, so... I'm still here. It's been like an afternoon. I, come on, I mean, in a fucking cosmic sense, kid, keep up. I'm just saying. By rights, we're kind of enemies, and 
I'm still here because I need you. Hmm. I think Geisland probably wouldn't say anything, but would take another long, slow swig, and then maybe like pick Pop Tart up and put them on a shoulder. Yeah. Or on the or on the backpack. Like, there's plenty of sitting room up there. I like that mental image. It's really cute. Green blur on the horizon probably isn't any bigger, though, huh? No, it's a long ways off. Hmm. The glass Acropolis is getting pretty close, though, if you needed a place to, like, crash. If night's starting to fall. <laughs> Funny word to use, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you'll find much comfort there, but it's a place that is, like, shelter from the wind. Shelter from the fucking glass shard wind sounds nice for a night, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, we'll start heading over there as it gets later in the day, I suppose. Yeah, it probably gets freezing in this desert at night as well. Because it gets so hot because the heat reflects off the um, Yeah, I glass. like that. Yeah. Or it just gets absorbed. Glass is pretty good at absorbing heat, too. Yeah, it kind of works similar to how deserts do, you know? Yeah. Funny how that works. So you head over to the Glass Acropolis, and then we'll just bibbidi up our way over there. Crash the party over here. Anybody home? Um, it's pretty empty. The Glass Acropolis is, uh, from, well, I don't think either of you knows this, but it was a city that, like, was a, it was a fairly large city that was just here in whatever the Glass Desert used to be that was caught in the Flesh God's curse that turned the whole place to glass. That's right. Is that the version of the legend that Geislin has heard? No, that was that was the the columnist version. I don't know okay. which Geislin might have heard from Knight, yeah. but um, that would make I sense. Think... That would be the version that he would be most likely to pay attention to because I can't imagine he paid much attention when he was, lived in the capital. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So he knows the columnist version through Knight. That Radical. makes sense. What's the halfling version? Um, I don't think the half the halfling version is that the glass desert is a place you avoid. <laughs> That's fair. Pop-Tart doesn't know this, but part of the reason for the halfling laws is because Utopia is trying to protect the various halflings from various troubles in the world, and the reason you shouldn't travel much is because this is a real bad place for halflings to be. You die here. Yep. So, there aren't halfling legends about the glass desert because you aren't supposed to leave your assigned place. It's a blank spot on the map. Yeah. Like, Pop-Tart isn't supposed to leave the river Pop-Tart. You aren't supposed to know about things outside the river Pop-Tart in the gathering. I think I've broken every societal rule halflings have. Hey, nice work, kid. I think- yeah, you have. You have. (laughs) We went over them at one point. So, anyway, giant glass buildings. Um, they- they're like- there's like a- a castle-looking thing, and there's a bunch of towers, and the buildings are very rounded. It's very, like, I don't know, just very round, very, like, Star Wars Tatooine houses and Taj Mahal-style castle. Yeah. Let's get in there. I mean, it would probably be pretty easy to tell if anyone's in there, since we can just look, so let's just uh, head in, I guess. (laughs) There's a lot of reflections, but you don't see anything moving but yourselves. It would also be kind of cool if you could like see down into like the former castle basements as you walked up on it. Yeah, yeah you can. You can see like... Like the Acropolis appeared on the horizon and just under the horizon and all the catacombs beneath. You can see like a wine cellar where all the wine has actually turned to glass as well. 
Yeah. The barrels are glass, but the wine is still there. Oh, that's fucking good. Geislin is pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it turns out that, like, finding a way to get in anywhere is actually super hard. Uh, No, it's It's not. Crunch, crunch. (laughs) There is that solution. I mean, what's the direction that Geislin is approaching from? There's a hole from that direction now. Yeah. That's really the long and the short of it. God. I can walk on walls. I can walk through walls. Bam. I mean, I can still do that, right? I think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can still That's do one of your frog spider things. Powers, which you haven't lost. Yeah, I can still do frog things. Your frog half still works. Ooh, I like that. I like I like the idea of frog only for a little bit pop part. Yep, that's the situation we're in. Yeah, the situation Radical. right now is Popcart. Popcart can only... Pop on yeah. Popcart. Popcart is the name of my kart racing spinoff. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. Did any of my characters make the cut? Popcart's the Fellowship racing game. Uh, Pop-Tart for now is just frog. Radical. All right, well, fucking... Except they can't jump because they don't have the energy to. They can just do the weird tongue thing and stick on walls. Gislin is probably going to start heading down into the basements with like, oh yeah, you know, the heat probably gets like absorbed and trapped better down here, but really he's just going for the wine cellar. He he keeps looking at it. You know what's you know what's going on. He's going to get con- he's going to get confused and lost in the glass catacombs and just end up like punching through a floor when he's above it or something. Yeah. It's just the kind of guy he is, you know. Which also means like, every time you shatter glass, you're running out of, like, smooth surfaces to lie down on, because now there's glass shards everywhere. I'm gonna stick to the ceilings. Oh, Geislin doesn't care about that. <laughs> he probably went down to, like, the first floor basement and broke the floor in one room to get into the wine cellar, probably. Yeah. It's probably not too bad. Yeah, I'm gonna stick on the ceiling to avoid glass. Sure. It's not that bad until he wakes up in the morning and can't remember where the staircase was, so he just punches his way to it. <laughs> You've given me a very straightforward brush to paint on this canvas with. And it, it keeps working. Although, now that we're at day two, Gislin is starting to run into a problem of his own. Oh, word? Uh, the battery pack needs charging every couple days. Ugh, let's see here. How does it if charge? If you don't what? get somewhere soon, like, I don't think he can charge it himself, I imagine... I'm not like, sure how he charged it. Yeah, let's figure this out. It has to be a city thing, but it's probably not like a car charging station. You know what? Knight probably has a spell for it. Ooh, so he's just... Okay, I like so that. He's going to the Column City, assuming someone else there will also know it. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't get there by, let's say, early... Like, right after noon-ish, around noon-ish, his arms will stop working. Oh, bummer. Well, my legs will still work. Yeah. Which is Geislin's thought, too. I'm... Look, not to brag, I think I'm okay at getting into character. <laughs> yeah. Alright, kid. How are you holding up? I'm not a kid. I'm older than you. Oh, la dee. What does being old have to do with being a fucking kid? I'm 300 years old! Yeah, you still think like a kid, don't you? You were pouting yesterday. Imagine for a second that... There's this huge part of you that exists, and it's always been a part of you, and it's always been there, and it and you are linked so closely, it's part of your very being, and now imagine that is completely and unceremoniously ripped out of you. 
Okay, Gislin is like looking at you with wide eyes and just like nods and takes a sip of the wine that he filled a vodka bottle with. Because that's what, exactly what you're going through in about six hours. <laughs> no, not exactly, because what I was going to say was, Gislin doesn't say it, but you can totally tell he's thinking about night. There's also that possibility, That's really yes. cute. No, it's yeah. true. I, it, I'm Gislin. I'm Gislin. Which is gnome out of frame. I'm <laughs> Okay, I'm gone. I'm out. Bye. Uh, let me write up an orc character sheet for you. <laughs> Imagine all that's happened, and then you're stuck. You're you're stuck there, and you have to rely on somebody who hates you to survive. Hmm. 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 So yes, I'm pouting. Fine, I'm acting like a child, but you know what? I'm allowed to. I've lost part of myself. I, I, I've got a mon in my own way. Oh, you know, actually speaking of losing parts of yourself, uh, my backpack's gonna turn off afternoon, so we should probably get going. Why'd you mention that now? <laughs> what? You brought it up. I was just thinking. Take some more wine. Yeah, want some? I don't know if that'll help me. Well, I was pretty thick and concentrated, though, since there's no water in it. I'll give it... Okay, Pop-Tart will take a sip of wine to see if it helps. It's probably, like, super bitter and dry. That's awful! Yeah. And, like, as they're going, like, the entire frog tongue just falls out their mouth onto the floor. Geislin might actually, like, careful, like, kick some broken glass out of the way as your tongue rolls out real quick. (laughs) Like, before he even realizes what he's doing. Well, I mean, fucking get on the get on the road or whatever they say. Yep, that that's what they say. Thank you. Hop on. We have to watch out for the lizard, okay? I maybe didn't explain too well before. I maybe should not have just yelled about a lizard. Thinking about it. Yeah, when you said watch out for the lizard again, you hear a faint Oh, <laughs> uh, that was what the hell was that? Is that the fucking lizard? That's Looking Glass. Sounds like a real asshole. Let's get out of here. He... No, no, this is important. You have to listen to me. Okay, 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 okay. He's the halfling of this desert. And... Mm. His only job here is to watch people die. I mean, he's doing it. If you ever see him up close... That's what I meant. It's already too late. You're already dying. Oh, then why fucking warning me if it's already too late when I see him? Because the closer he is to us, the closer we are to death. That's how we can... Oh, okay. Now I get it. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah, we we need to stay ahead of him. Metaphorically and physically. Word. Okay. I'm going to set off at a steady and reasonable pace that will allow me to endure. How's that sound? I'm going to take um, some of my empty poultice bottles and fill them with the wine. Because that's pretty much the only fuel we have. Okay. As much as it sucks, yeah. God. Fucking fermented grape flesh, basically. Yeah. Oh, God. Guys, you suck. (laughs) And I'm gonna sit on top of the battery and... I'm just gonna sort of examine it a little bit. Like, how does this work? It works. Like, is there a place for the fuel to go? I don't know. He uses a spell and just kind of fixes it right up. Night does, I mean. But it's not... You, pr- you probably don't know it. That would be way too convenient, huh? It's not... 
made to work with magic, is it? Pulls Gnome back into frame. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it probably has a power core similar to the Sun Orb that could be charged by other means, but you've been using magic. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a gas tank. Maybe we could put this wine in there and hope it burns that's, good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What would be basically pure ethanol. Yeah, I'm just gonna, like, you know, use my sticky feet to just wander around this battery and look for anywhere to put something in. Oh, this is so good. And as, like... <laughs> There are just, like, small explosions from Geislin as he continues trudging across the desert as fuel is poured into various places <laughs> and just combusts in the heat within. I hope eventually I find something that works. Yeah. You and me both. I, I, I'm wasting our wine on this. Yeah, that's fair. Well, wasting implies it had value. That's true. <laughs> but I was only... I think I only had two empty poultice bowls, so... Well, I mean, you got, like, apparently three vodka bottles full, too. Well, maybe two vodka bottles full. But anyway, yeah, does any of that actually work, Gnome? I feel like it should, because it's funny. Yeah, that's... That's a good instinct to follow, I think. Yeah. I think there's probably finally one, like, control panel that, when tugged aside, reveals a disused... Like, there's a whole gas tank and a little engine. Yeah. That's, like, just never been used because it got upgraded to work with that spell, so it never needed it, so. And Geislin only got about it at, got it after that, so he didn't even know about it. Oh, that knucklehead. Okay, I'm gonna pour the wine into that. Oh, Yeah. And it's just, like, a little combustion engine that goes to a copper coil that spins real fast and charges up the orb. Steam shoots out of Geislin's ears. <laughs> Was that good? Uh, I think so. I mean, I'm feeling good. A little better, anyway. It'll get me another hour or two, I think. Okay, should I dump this whole thing in now, or do it little by little? Mm, do it little by little. I feel like I'm gonna explode a little. That's... I'd like if you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, you and me both, kid. I've already got a headache. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Stuff isn't quite as good as a uh, vodka, you know. It's it's what we have. We will. Also, considering it's like an emergency tank, I'm thinking like it probably only has like a one gallon capacity for this little this little gas tank. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly more than three bottles anyway. But right. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So we got a plan. We're gonna survive until three p.m. and then we're dead. Yeah. Um, it's a good plan. So I guess time to think about something. To extend that timer, let's see. How how are our surroundings doing? Is there any variation in the glass desert whatsoever? Or is it kind of literally just one horrible stretch? Other than the mountain the Column City is on top of and the oh, glass Acropolis, no. it's basically a featureless plain, yeah. Other oh. than flat and cracked and pain and bright. Yikes. Alright, well... How's the how's the green blur on the horizon looking these days? Uh, it's getting a lot less blur. It's oh, getting closer. Good. That's good. You actually think you'll probably get there by nightfall, which is a little later than you'd like. Yeah, okay. So I kind of like this as like a prompt, like, yo, you have to make it through the desert. You're going to die before you make it. How do you... How do you not? Increase that brief, brief timer of your precious life. So let's see, Pop-Tart got us through the early afternoon. Let's see. 
I'm trying to think about something that would make for like a good shortcut or something, but they're literally nothing, so... If we got close enough to the Columned City, would I be able to sense the river in there? I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. certainly at least the tributaries that are feeding the farms around it. So after that, I could navigate a shortcut. Short could. I mean, you're already going in a straight line. There isn't more of a shortcut. Yeah. yeah. Except go faster somehow. You need, like, a vehicle, or you need some sort of trick, or... Like, and all you guys have is weapons and shitty wine, and you're out of shitty wine. All I got... I'll, I gotta tell you, my character sheet, pretty brief. So, let's see. We might fix that after this, but for now, pretty brief. <laughs> Yeah, let's see, let's see. If you've got nothing, I do have an idea. Okay. But it happens right after your arms shut off. Okay, I think the best thing that Gislin has in store for that, his last resort, is to probably to just straight up leave the giant arm behind because it's dead weight. Okay, so both the backpack and his right arm? Yeah, Just keeping the orc arm? Because it still works, actually. Wait, which, what still works? The orc arm, the one you stole from Vire. Like, it's damaged because Yuria, because it, it took the brunt of your magic bullet and Yuria's flamethrower, but it works. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's dead weight at this exact point in time, and that's all Geislin cares about. So you're down to one arm, which works, but kinda. Geislin is that kind of person, I think. Also, as he throws away the battery, I'm going to crawl inside the mechanics and grab the core of it. Okay. And just put it into my backpack with, a, like... Yeah, underneath the sapling. Yeah, yeah. Do, does he notice me doing this? Nah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And as you two continue walking just a little bit further, a little bit further, you see something approaching you from the Column City. Uh-oh. Well, I wave, because that's the kind of person I am. Is it looking glass? It is not looking glass. Okay. That's less scary, then. There is a hooded wagon approaching with a creature pulling it. Oh, hey, perfect. This works out. Check this out. Yeah, it is being pulled ahead by a hoofbeast. Oh. Hey, look at that thing. Is it... is it empty? Uh, there is a person pulling it. I feel like you're not sufficiently freaked out by this thing, but, you know, I get it. I'm a halfling. Do you know anything about halflings? No... We're kind of weird. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, I've seen the wing one that Knight has, but that thing's kind of... That, that's not a halfling. No, it's a... Uh, I don't know what it is. Hey, how's it going? Hello, travelers. The person drawing the wagon is, like, hooded... Is a hooded figure, like all columnists, but they're, like... They're like rag style. There's just a bunch of layers and layers and layers of rags over them. Hmm. And they have a little lantern hanging up the side of the cart. Well, that's that's lovely. You know, make it your own. I am welcomer of the Columned City. Oh, hey, we're heading I there. I saw you two heading our direction, and I came out to welcome you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. We were... Definitely, maybe we're gonna die, so I appreciate that. I, I'd like to see that not happen. Oh, well, thank you. That's like... Would you like to ride the cart? Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. And you get in the back, and there's there's just, like, a bench in the back. That's it. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else here. Nice and simple. That's how Gislin likes it. Yeah, I'm gonna hop out to the outside of the van and sort of look at Welcome and be like, 
I'm looking for a columnist friend. Do you know their name, little one? Harbinger. <sighs> Haven't seen Harbinger in months. We were traveling. Maybe even to... half a year? No, not that long yet. It's been months, though. We were traveling together, and then our ship went down. And I lost track of everybody, including them. Well, they aren't here. But if you'd like to wait for them, we can send a message. You can do that? Yeah, of course we can. Messages are easy through the veil. Hop in the back, little one. Come on, we'll, we'll take you. We'll take you to the city. I suddenly don't trust this guy, but I'm gonna go back into the back into the wagon. I mean, it's this or looking glass. I'm gonna go back into the wagon and chat with Gizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizgizg